Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday. This is the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, co-host, Tasha Courtney. Hello, hello. Broadcasting from the great state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation. That's the official name of our state. Did you know that? Yeah, you've told me that a few times now. Rhode Island has the smallest state with the longest name, and we still use the word plantation. That's where we are. Your state is so small that when I looked at the 506 sports map, I, I couldn't tell exactly where Rhode Island was, so I just looked for Boston. Do you know where Rhode Island is, my listener, my friend out there in Des Moines, Idaho? Is that it? Des Moines, Idaho or Des Moines, Iowa? You don't know the answer. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa. How's everyone doing? Did you get everything you wanted for Thanksgiving? Did you get the family brawls in? Yeah. Did you see the Trump? video of that kid? I just I had seen it like in my feed the other day, but I, I didn't want to watch it with the sound on. A kid like flips out at Thanksgiving. He's everybody I guess is saying what they're thankful for and like somebody's recording it and he's like talking about being thankful for his video games and How old is he? He looks 27. like a teenager, but maybe he is like autistic or something. But anyway, he he freaked out. He was like, I'm thankful for my Xbox. That mom bought me a new one after dad threw my old one away. <laughs> like, he was really <laughs> nasty. And uh, then the dad got mad at him and he stood up and, like, they were throwing food. Jeez. And then the kid flipped the table. Uh, flipped the table? I feel like that's an old one. I don't know. I don't know. There's always videos of tables being flipped. No one knows human dynamics like a kid with fighting parents, right? Because they know exactly what to do. To win the sympathy of and play them against each other. You mean like fighting parents teaches kids like how to manipulate people? Yeah, because one parent, because then because the parents will use the kids as leverage. Like you know the you know the mom will say to like Jeffrey, like you know your father doesn't do this for you, but I do. And then and then the kid will be like, oh, mom says you don't do this for me, and the dad will be like, all right, we're going to the game. And then it goes back and forth, and then so the kid becomes it, an asshole. So all the parents out there. If you don't want to, your kids to grow up to be complete dickheads, don't fight in front of your kids and don't pit parents against one another. That's why my mom solved that problem by just leaving my father when I was in in her womb. That's pretty much. Although I feel like I've I've I feel like I'm more normal than some people with a mother father figure. Yeah, you actually turned out really well. <laughs> you turned out well. I mean, you didn't think I turned out well till you saw where I came from. <laughs> then you're like, ah, oh, this kid had. Uh, <laughs> Get out the chance to really fuck this up. <laughs> What's the? This is the first time Tasha has been home to Rhode Island for a holiday of sort. This is the first time you've seen for the like whole a fam- family get together. Yeah, like holiday. you had never met a good faction of my family. I feel like I'd met most of them. I met a few new people this time, and there are a couple left that I still don't know. But it's like this is the thing with the holidays. It's you've like, but you've met people i've wanted you to meet now you have to meet people inevitably you will meet <laughs> like <laughs> not to say anything wrong with any of my aunts uncles cousins out there but there's a lot of us you know my mom's one of eight so like on thanksgiving i'm actually really impressed with myself for all the names i've remembered how many people did you have to talk to on thanksgiving because we had two different houses i talked to all of your family members the only people I didn't talk to at the second house were people who you also didn't know. Yeah, there's so a I've, few people out there. But we're talking 25 kids, maybe 25 adults, when it was all said and done. Aunts, uncles, in-laws, this and that. And that was probably just like half of the family. So anyway, what do you think? Do we do we survive it? 
Yeah, I think we. I can't believe we're going home tomorrow. My sister drank too much, so she had a little issue. You guys out there have issues with family drinking too much? Is that a thing? I feel like that happens at a lot of family holidays because people are stressed. They're stressed having to see people that they don't necessarily have get you along ever had with. that where you've had family like there's so much resentment that's built over time that's why people say like oh family it's like well that's because you have shit to deal with and with strangers you don't have shit to deal with because you haven't let each other down yet like do you have family that i know you said like you have like an aunt, uncle or something that like people like you know think doesn't you know pull his fair share of weight around but like do they call him out no and what's a funny thing you told me about, because you're from Kentucky, which, I mean, I don't think people are too different, you know, I think families all have a unique voice to them, but every family's fucked up, every family's got winners and losers, uh, you know, within, it's just all, to what extent, but you think my family shit talks a lot. <laughs> they chit-chat, they gossip. Yeah. They chit-chat a lot. Who would have thought I would have started a podcast <laughs> coming from a family of talkers? <laughs> but here's why I have to... This is why stand-up was the only option for me. I My family doesn't let me get a word in. Like, you have to... You have less than a tweet worth of characters to get your point across yeah, before you're getting interrupted. You might... You know, sometimes, like, you just push through. Like, you start to get out the first syllable and maybe someone interrupts you and you just keep talking hoping that they'll be the one that shuts up. That doesn't really work here. You know, like how, all of you just keep talking. But you know, like in the we were so we were in the car yesterday heading to Boston. It's about an hour drive, and like you know, someone in my family brought up that maybe girls shouldn't wear yoga pants or something. <laughs> like they were defending an article that was meant to shame. Like there was a guy who wrote an article or who wrote an op-ed in a newspaper saying Is that was it like a local paper? It was a local paper in Barrington, Rhode Island. But you apparently. said you had heard about it, so it must have gotten national news. And I'm sure the same article has been written by different curmudgeons across the country. But basically, the guy was saying, you know, women shouldn't be wearing yoga pants, be in you know because they're scandalous or revealing or me. And so I, I think I, it was fat shaming sort of. Yeah. Thing too. So my thing was, all right, he's either fat shaming or slut shaming. It's either because their camel toes hanging out or because their guts hanging out. It's one or the other. And it's just like in today's world, I had to kind of mansplain to an older man in our family. Like, look, we're white guys. You're we not just allowed can't. to say you, you don't get an opinion. You don't get to run everything. I'm sorry that the world is changing and is making you uncomfortable and unhappy, but you know, you tell us literally everything we can and can't do with our bodies. You can't tell us what pants we're allowed to wear or not wear. That's stupid. Where yeah, you're allowed your eyes are allowed to widen when you see someone at Walmart. You can maybe like have a snicker to yourself, but I'm and sorry. And maybe you, you can't. can post to a blog if you don't show their identity. Maybe that's okay. But like but, geez, like I don't talk about other people wearing their pajamas in public. Like I don't you know, it's like everybody We're just in a town where he you know, these people think they can do it because they're in a, a town a farm town full of white guys that that can say things. So then when they say them to someone from like the city, like us, we're like, no, we're actually past that now. It's like, there are certain people you're allowed to like boss around what to wear, right? Parents are allowed to tell their kids that they can't wear certain things. That's fine. You're allowed to tell your family not to have their hats on at the dinner table. That's fine. Yeah. That but was like, in a, yeah. On a private, like, like, so my stepdad had to like tell a couple in-laws of my stepsisters. He had to be like, all right, take your hats off. We're about to pray. And that's like the most obvious you know, like, it sucks that he had to even say that. 
but no, that's, but that's, that's those fair. Are the, you're allowed to tell your family what, sort of. Yeah, you and, know, and in you could tell you house. like, look, don't wear. You were gonna you were gonna wear yoga pants the other day to something, but it wasn't because you were wearing yoga pants. I was like, I was like, I think you're gonna. Oh, I think it was to the Thanksgiving football game, and I was like, I think you're gonna be cold because to me, jeans are warmer, but. I think jeans and yoga pants are probably the same amount of heat Ooh, retention, drafty. which is none. Drafty. But, um, yeah, I mean, I asked your opinion on that, though. That's not an unsolicited opinion of like, a Tasha, stranger. You ain't going to wear like that out in public in front of me. <laughs> I will not have imagine? my name be smudged. That sort of thing, the like person writing an op-ed in the local newspaper about what women should and shouldn't wear is like a stranger coming up to somebody in the grocery store and being like, your outfit's ugly. You're too fat for that or whatever. Yeah, like, and it's probably worse, though, because it's not a gut reaction. It's like he took the time to like develop an essay. <laughs> saying why women shouldn't wear yoga pants get over yourself you're not allowed to be the boss of everything anyway but it's just funny talking to family because my family's i would say smart and opinionated and um they're they're good people they're church-going god-fearing good people yet when you get in any group think you get you're just gonna believe that you're gonna believe like my 13 year old brother probably could give you a lot of good reasons why Trump's a fair guy and he only knows the the buffet he's fed. Yeah, and he that's goes just to like school with a lot of other kids whose parents think the same way and that's normal. Humans but, are just we just absorb the traits and qualities we need to fit in because that's survival. You know, that's how you survive. It's like you you share each other's mannerisms like I'm and sure. And you develop a lot of behaviors, you know, from your parents. For sure. Kids are just like sponges. Like you're naturally, yeah. Like so. So anyway, so we're we're staying in a very, you know, a, a cute, quaint, white New England town that I always joke joke about is you know tradition. You know the tradition. When I speak of tradition in New England, it's like a homophobic tinge of racism, elitist. That's just what it is, and it's not. I don't mean that tradition in a good way, like pride of that. But it's it takes a while for like you're from Kentucky, like the. You know, we went out. We, so we went out. We went out in Cincinnati, which is the border of Kentucky, and we almost got in a fight inadvertently. This is a few months. This is months ago in the spring, but it was like a, probably a dude with a camo hat on who was like an MMA fan. I don't think he was wearing a camo hat. I do. He think had a baseball he was, hat. I think he was wearing a wife beater, like one of those <laughs> like undershirt tank tops. In public, like as a shirt in public, like I love that, that we can still call them wife beaters. <laughs> like, I don't but that's know what exactly else to call it. The mood he had, he's a fight spilled out, and his and, pants were like. But here's the butt. difference. So we were with your sister's boyfriend, and he kind of, I'm not saying he, your sister's boyfriend didn't instigate the fight, but he didn't walk away from the fight. I had to carry. I had to like hug him. I had that's to do that. Not true. You're totally imagining it, reimagining it wrong. The that guy, that fight spilled out of the bar right as we were walking past the door that it spilled out of and they kind of fell on top of me and uh-huh. Chelsea. So Tony turned around and was like, whoa, back yeah, up. Yeah, that's totally You're fair. You're stepping all over these girls. Like we were about to get caught in the middle of a massive brawl. And so I think he was just trying to protect, you know, be but the then, barrier but, between them and us while we got out of the but way. But then jarring went on. Jarring ensued. What's that? Between him, like shit talking between him and that chick, and they were yelling back and forth. And I we, think he was just trying to calm it. He was just trying to be like, "Listen, we have nothing to do with this." No, you're right. We're you're right. At first, yeah, that's a, that's what it was at first. But like when you're ev- even when you're calming someone down from five feet away, you can't tell the difference. And other people thought we were the problem, 
and we ended up having to like carry well, Tony and I us knew out of there. that we weren't the problem. I think that we were way less of the problem than you with your cousin last night or the night before. Two nights ago. So no, that's what I'm relating it to. You don't have to get defensive. I, Look how defensive you are of your girlfriend's <laughs> boyfriend. I'm just saying. I just think that you're ima- that was a long time ago, and I think you're reimagining it different. I've, I well, think I'm bringing. I'm bringing. We were just trying to get our extricate ourselves from the middle of this brawl. I think we told the story on the air, so people can go back and hear the story from our our uh, current memories. Do you think? I think we talked about it. Oh, and anyway, so we got it. We got away from that. Everyone was unharmed. It was fine. So then, two nights ago, I had a stand up show in Newport, Rhode Island, and. Brawls happen in Newport. Boston, everyone fights. They're just fighters. Everyone's got anger and tension and all this. But don't you think that that like perpetuates because everyone's like, oh, fight Irish, and like they, it's like something like of a point of pride. Well, the fighting Irish to is be, Notre Dame, and that's. <laughs> I'm just saying, like ev- Irish people have a reputation for being scrappy, nasty fighters. Irish, yeah. The, the reputation is like loyalty, which is ego. Well, my point, if you'll just let me finish, is that don't you think that, like, having pride and that, like, oh, I'm such a fight, I'm Irish, I'm a fighter, like, only perpetuates the problem and makes, yeah, like... it's big people, balls. It, like, you feel cool, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight this guy. Like, hey, I'm a pacifist. I don't want to have to fight. So we were at the bar. My cousin had a few drinks in him. He had a lip of tobacco in him. Ugh. So he's packing a lippa, as he calls it, a fucking lippa kid. We're out here trying to get cocked, son. Literally what he said when Tasha first met him the other night, because he's from outside Boston, he was like, we're going to get fucking cocked. What does that mean? Well, the word is cock, which is C-O-C-K, the term for your genital, male genital. But pronounced in Boston terms, it's C-A-W-H-H-H. But why does that mean getting wasted? Cocked, kid. Why does that mean getting wasted? you get cocked. You drink a fucking Sam Summer. Or Sam Winter Lager. You have the great Larry Bird, Jersey 33. You dip a lipper and you get cocked cut. I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> I become a... You get a cocked son. Oh, Father McGovernery. Anyway, so for those that don't know Boston, hopefully my accent's fine. And if you do know Boston, I've been told I do a decent Boston accent, kid, huh? Pa, for fuck's sake, son. Get I cocked. Think it's sounding worse and worse. It was pretty good in the beginning, but now you're just trying too hard. Yeah. I'm trying. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we're at a bar. There's about 50 sailors, like Navy, in their I, UPS outfits with their little, their little French baguette actually, hats. Are they like students, though? Are no, they they're, like, they're, they're, a, they're like commissioned Navy, like they're on a Navy boat. Our My hometown, Newport, Rhode Island, has a Naval War College. They looked so young. It, yeah, they did look young. It also has the Navy Academy Prep School, and we were relating it to Quantico because it was like a bunch of good looking, but like all the chicks had like the little Dixie cuts you know or whatever. What I was wondering, which I'm all and for. maybe you can answer this, they all had on their short sleeve shirts. Their outfits were like, you know, like the pressed shirts, but with short sleeves. And it was 30 degrees outside. Did they yeah, have coats? They have Did jackets. they get to wear coats? But where were all their coats? I don't coats? know. They were Is in uniform. So you, so if you go off base or whatever, you have to stay in your uniform. But do they have uniform coats? I, w- I would imagine. They're not. They're I not, just don't understand how they didn't freeze I'm to sure death the walking from their Missouri ship to the bar. Chilly. <laughs> Anyhow, so there's 50 of them or so in Newport. Someone can answer this question for us. Someone that listens to the podcast. Sex actually podcast at gmail.com. Who's a veteran? Let us know so we're not be smudging the um the the brave men and women who fight for our country. I just want to know if they have coats. Yeah, we could google it. 
I'm sure they have a, a great line of coats that um, Ralph Lauren provides them because I think that's who provides the um, Olympic uniform. So I'm assuming, by the way, we could totally use a little uh, like, but these are, they had nice fitted khaki outfits. Yeah, I'm just saying, did they are they allowed to wear coats over that outfit? Google it. No, someone will know the answer, okay, and someone, someone will be that. able to tell. We, I can ask on uh, Unfortunately, I haven't served, uh, but I'm uh, very uh, I'm I'm uh, very proud of my friends and family out there who have served. My father was in the army in his day, served multiple tours in Vietnam. God rest his soul. So anyhow, we're in the bar. Uh, Timmy, my cousin Timmy, packed a lipa. He's had a few too many beers. And somehow he's trying to walk a guy out of the bar. He just decided this other guy had too much to drink. This guy hasn't cut his hair in 20 years. Who's all, who was also at the comedy show an hour earlier. And it was like a, sort of annoy, like annoying, but who was complimentary. It was like, oh, your set was great, blah, blah, blah. Now, now he like stumbled or like walked into one of these Navy guys. So like Timmy, my cousin Timmy's walking him out of the bar, but the guy doesn't want to leave. So Timmy's trying to kick this guy out of the bar. And then I was like for bumping into the Navy guy. Yeah. And I was probably 10 or 15 feet away and I had my eye on it, but I was going to let, I was letting, you know, my cousin Timmy just talks to everybody. He was already like, he can already be like super offensive, but somehow he manages to turn it into people like liking him. It's It's really strange. Like he goes up to every black girl and dances with her and he's, which is totally fine, but, but like, it's, but he, he shouted Trump twice. Yeah, he shouted Trump at these, at, you know. So anyhow, we don't know what's going. But he is a fan of Trump. He wasn't uh, in his mind. He's uh, that's a positive rally cry. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. It's like he doesn't realize that he's maybe rubbing somebody anyway, the wrong way. Yeah. But he still manages to make friends out of those people because he's just like this you is can a bar. Well intentioned. This is at the Pelham in Newport. It's a bar I've gone to since. My uh, fake ID days. This is the this is a bar that everyone goes to. It's just the local place. It was right underneath the comedy show. We literally went back door from the comedy show straight into the back of this bar. Anyhow, I've never been kicked out of this bar, but all of a sudden you could tell it went too far. And Tim had two guys in his face that were probably two inches Big taller, guys. forty pounds more. Big These guys, guys had the types of beards that weren't ironic. They were just. You could tell they had cut down some trees in their day. And Timmy, Timmy's a few days past his fighting weight. Like, he used to be an athlete, but he's he's a dad. You know, he's got a two-year-old daughter who's at home. He's trying to impress Is this. Is she only two? I thought she was older than that. Yeah, it was two or three. What's the difference? Four. For the sake of the story. Double. He's got a 15-year-old daughter at home. He's trying to put her <laughs> through high school. He, she's doing her science fair project. And he's out here with a big old lip of tobacco. So anyway, it's, the, it's um, negotiations over. I walk up. He's got two guys after him. And he's ready to fight inside this bar. The owner of the bar is right there. But the owner of the bar is a skinny guy too. So bouncers are trying to talk to people. I make eye contact with you. Like, we're leaving. And I knew you I knew you guys would, like, be able to rally. Like, you were separated from the fight. I wasn't protecting you guys. I was getting Tim out of the shit. Which I hope you don't think I was abandoning you guys. No, I felt perfectly safe. You guys were I was. safe. I wasn't. We, kn- we had seen this... I'd been just waiting for a fight to happen for a few minutes anyway. I know. I, I feel like I told you earlier, like, Tim's a, Tim gets in fights. Uh, like, I mentioned that on, on, on Halloween a few years earlier in Boston, when I lived with Tim in Boston, he went as, <clears throat> he dressed with three other guys as um, Jamaican bobsled team. They wore wetsuits and blackface. No. And, and made a giant cardboard uh, sled and went into Boston, and they got in a fight with these other guys i'm just i have nothing to say i'm when you don't have something part of me hopes that they got in the fight with like the russian bob like there was hopefully there was like four guys dressed as the russian bobsled team and they got in a fight with them like over bobsled glory and just part of me thinks that john candy was there rest in peace john candy 
This is because he. Do you remember John Candy? Was he in that movie? Yeah, he w- he was like the drunk who, um, the alcoholic in the movie who, who like, was like their coach. Yeah, and he was like, I'm gonna make these track and field guys great. Anyway, if everyone should go watch. Uh, You've made managed to make this story that could take two <laughs> minutes to tell, twenty five minutes. Killing long. time. Anyway, so. I'm ushering Tim outside of the bar. I got him out of the bar, and I think everything's fine. I'm making apologies for you two and telling your friend that was on the comedy show that we had to go. Yeah, I told the guy that Tim was trying to kick out. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, no, man, I'm sorry. Because he was like, he, you know, he didn't Ew. know what the guy, the kid with the crazy hair. I was like, dude, sorry, man. Like, he, he was harmless. He was just probably like drunk or high or something. But so what happened? I think that the bouncers ended up throwing out the long haired kid anyway. Yeah. And that's what, what made those two big guys really mad. Like, you mess with our friend, even though like. But they were kicked out, too, just because they. In a, they, here's the thing. Whenever there's a fight, everyone's probably getting kicked out. Everyone who's involved in it is like, they don't care. The bar is already full. You're all gone. So Tim and I walk out and then this dude rushes Tim. So I go to put my arm out to protect Tim. But what I really do is give this guy like a strong elbow to the chest. And he still wasn't trying to fight me. But I was like, oh, I'm, I'm now I'm now touching this angry guy. And with dudes that are angry, it's like. All it takes if you're angry is put your one finger on stuff. You can put your finger on me. You're going to. And it's just it's just whose balls are made with metal at that point. And there's no winning. Uh, Tim's trying. Tim's on a date, by the way. He, you know, he's, there's a, f- a family friend we're trying to set Tim up with. So I'm just like, I got to get Tim away. So I basically hug, hugged Tim, like bear hugged him and just walked him away. And just like talk to him, just talking nonsense to him. Hey, this is going to be funny, blah, blah, blah. I get Tim like 20 feet away. You guys are with us now. We're basically four people walking away from this bar, just done with it. But then these two big guys run up after us and are chasing us. I had to turn around and be like, listen, do you not see that we're walking the other direction? How about just back up? They're like, yeah, blah, 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 still th- trying yeah. to talk. But this is it's what like, happens. Calm you're, calm your tits. Turn around. Go back to the bar. We are leaving. Stop trying they, to still they make had, a problem. The problem is over. The problem is leaving. So turn around. Yeah, we literally, like, if they had girls with them, those girls probably would have been talking shit to you guys. It was just immediately, like, pick a side. But so, why is that? Tim, and Tim, Tim's taking his jacket off. He's like, hold my jacket. Hold my jacket. And I'm like, I'm not fucking holding your, like, I literally... We'll be picking pieces of him. Up he off was. The he. I knew exactly what he was doing. We both played football. He was going to do this swim move where you like punch through me, like not in an angry way, but he was literally getting ready to do this thing where like he punches through my shoulder to like swim his body through me, and like you kind of like rip your way through. It's like when you're a, when you're a wide I receiver. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I. If I'm a wide receiver, and no you, one on air listen, knows what you're talking about. If I'm about. a wide receiver and you put your hands on my chest, you like punch your hand. I punch my way through you as a way of like it's like a way of like tai chiing my way past you. And I could tell he was trying to slip out of me, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. These guys came up, talk shit, and I was like, dude, we're not having it. We're leaving. And he's like, you can't, you can't fight a guy. At that point, we're getting attacked. I just don't like. Why are all men so irrational? I'm not. I yeah, did. I guess you're not. And I guess you you were the hero, babe. Thank no, you. no, no. Well, Thank no, but my ego. But that's the thing. Like these guys got all wrapped up in their in their egos. You're right. But just Alcohol's couldn't be just... like. It's like trying to like negotiate with crazy. Alcohol is like, the only oh, drug. Why maybe are coke you that... so 
at nuts right now. Like, look th- that nobody's winning in this situation. If you guys start fighting, this is a lose-lose situation. I feel like alcohol strips you down to your core, and as a core, we're just animals. So it re- it really becomes like we're threatened. But to me, it's like I and, – and I'm thinking, like, does my girlfriend think I'm a pussy for not wanting to fight these two guys? Dave, I was so thankful that you um... – neutralized well i wasn't fighting for your honor i wasn't fighting for anyone's honor it was stupid my cousin was probably at fault as far as starting it goes and these guys were going to finish it and it just wasn't going to be pretty tim would have got his ass kicked we we probably both would have ended up in jail and i don't need my local newspaper to be like stand-up comedian (laughs) uh like i had a good night i had a good set i made a couple bucks i don't need (laughs) the thing the police blotter to be that like i got my ass how embarrassing local comedian's cousin you know spills his dip juice everywhere in the cop car we just we don't need that He's, you know, like uh, has a four-year-old daughter at home. I'm so, anyway, so glad we didn't have to go to the hospital. So I literally took a left into a dark alley. Which was really stupid. No, no, no. Well, do you think maybe it was? But what I did was I got out of their like line of sight. And I was like, we're just going to turn a corner. We went up the corner and we did like a little like hook around the block. Yeah. Because at this point I was like, I need to get Tim out of their sight. Because if they keep yelling at Tim, Tim's an idiot. He's going to keep yelling back. And Tim's like one of those dogs who's not the biggest dog out there. But his bark is, and it's like, that just gets you fucking punched. Well, it all worked out. I'm glad. <sighs> what? Why did we start talking about And Tim this? was seeing a girl that was not into him at all. She was like, she's, she doesn't drink or anything, so she just wasn't into Tim. But she came out with us that night, and we went out and we got pizza. You know, we spent like another hour together, and then we, 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 we brought them back to their car. And I told you this. I was like, look. Either this girl hates him or she's going to fuck this shit out of him tonight. And they hooked up. Yeah. And that just goes to show I know nothing about women when it comes to like their vibe. Like I feel like. But here's the thing. Maybe she had like it's a little bit of fun for her for tonight. But do you really think she has the stamina to put up with him when she's like not a drinker or a party? Or do you think she's going to have patience for his like drinking and partying? No. But that's Tim. That's like his old ways. He doesn't. He's got a kid. He really doesn't go out often. Only Tim, when you're in town. Well, yeah. So this is the second time in, in two months because I was in town last month and Tim's buying like, you know, a large pizza from the Seven Eleven and bringing it into the bar because they wouldn't serve him food. Like The grill <laughs> was closed. So he's like, oh, no problem. I'll go get one. But <laughs> you do have to eat something when you're drinking. But he, um, he, him and I lived together in Boston about eight years ago and we're brothers. We're brothers. We call each other blood. Hey, blood. We're blood. We're blood. We're family. So like you don't pick and choose your family is the point. You have to deal with fucking idiocy. So he, um, he met his wife in college and they started dating like the week we moved in together and they got married in Jamaica uh, which wow. is fitting because he had his bobsled uniform still uh, as a callback. It's not really true. Um, <laughs> so they got married in Jamaica and then things didn't go well. They had a kid. And after the kid, things didn't go well. Um, Tim's company wasn't doing well. She was working in Boston. And I think she, I'm pretty sure she cheated on him with her boss and she's seeing her boss still. So they broke up. Tim's trying to sell you his old wedding ring. <laughs> Literally, the first thing he said when he met you, I got a wedding ring for sale, Tasha. Shouldn't he be saying that to you, not to me? He already did. <laughs> like, How mad would you be if I bought? I would be mad. I want my own. So that's pretty much the basis of my family. Um, and the funny thing was, is that even though that was like an almost fist fight, there the um, psychological fighting within my family can be way worse. 
like the defensiveness. It can be super emotionally draining. Just going to Boston yesterday, we had to get in a car with my mom and my stepdad. And, you know, it's just they don't plan. We don't communicate that well. And that's the issue is trying to, like, communicate with. Do you guys listening have problems communicating with your parents? It's not that you don't like that you love your parents. It's just a matter of, like, feeling like you're five years old again. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's one of those things that the dynamic changes as you become also an adult. And so I think as a child, you expect to be talked to, treated like an adult. You know, you want to be on an equal playing field. You want your opinion to matter as much as their opinion and whatever. But your parent will never stop feeling like your parent. You will you will expect to be treated like an adult and be treated equally. They will always want to treat you like their kid. Yeah, like you're done. You've done your job. Now you've done. You've raised me. You've done your job. I don't have a big problem with my family. Like they let me do my thing. But you know, my sister. I feel like it's with daughters. It's like they've maybe they trust trust in me more. Like I've I've kind of I've they haven't had to bail me out of the fucking jail or. You know, even though they might, they almost did yesterday. <laughs> oh, that would have been the worst call of my mom. Yeah, I'm at uh, the state police. And you know barrack. what I was thinking later? Like, I don't even know your address. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, do they have Citibank here? Like, you know, it's like, I don't know your parents' numbers. I don't know your house number. Like, I wouldn't be, I would be completely useless in helping. Yeah, you'd have to go home Unless- with those other guys that beat us up. I feel like that's what happens. They beat us up, they get you. That's I'm pretty sure I've seen the movies. That's how it works. Like how would I get you out of jail? Have you ever dated a guy that got beat up in front of you? No. Really? No. That's just be demoralizing. Although I could you could put a good fight you can put up a good fight and still get beat up. I mean you know what I mean? Like you've seen me like not to relate it to baseball, but you've seen me put a good fight up and still get shelled on the mound and still pitch bad and it's like i feel like a i feel like a failure and or like stand up you've seen me bomb before there's no you, there's no being cocky after you just ate shit on stage you know what i mean like all we want to do is make our girl think that we're valuable and we can provide for them and then you know you tell a dick joke and it falls flat and you're like did you feel good about my set on friday night yeah i did I killed it was it. really good your family was all really proud of you everybody was laughing and having a great time did a bunch of jokes about my mom giving birth to two kids less than a year apart. My sister and I are Irish twins, which I don't think I've talked about on the show. So my I feel s- like if anybody doesn't know, they've been living under a rock because you. Really Do I talk about it? I don't know. So I'm 31. Like my sister's 32, but for 17 days out of the year, we're the same age. My birthday's May 1st, and hers is May 17th. So I turned. I'll turn 32 on May 1st, and my sister send gifts, and my sister uh, will turn 33 on May 17th. So we're, yeah, we have 11 and a half months apart, which is, which is weird because she's, I mean, that's, she's a year older, but like at some point I became, I feel like the older sibling, you know what I mean? Like at some point, like in you college, all of her way? friends thought I was older just cause you have to be protective of them and like keep an eye on them. And I don't know, maybe like as, as soon. Do you think if you were two and a half years apart that you still would have had that same thing, you know, when you sort of be, both become adults where like. Do you think that that's a more of just being a guy that you feel that desire to sort of like be her protector or whatever? Do you think, do you think it would have been the same if you were much younger? No, yeah, it would have been different, but I know, I know like in high school, she, I know she used to get mad that like, I would not like any of the guys she dated and you know, like that's, it's not my place to, 
tell her who to date. And I never was like, oh, don't date this guy. But I'd be like, oh, like I, I wouldn't, you know. Well, you know that you have to hang out with him if he comes over to the house. And if yeah. you don't like that person, it's like, well. And I like sucks. her and I like her husband now. So like that, that whole like, oh, you don't sound like any guys I date. That whole like argument's gone. But so I don't have any fight. I don't have any fight with her. But I think, you know, she made, you know, she made me. She, I'm, I'm her eldest son's godfather. So I have this guilt that I'm just like the shittiest godfather of all time. Because the godfather's supposed to raise the kid if, God forbid, anything happens to the parents. And like, come on, I'm not going to raise the kid. I'd be the worst father. You know what I mean? Like, I live on the other side of the country. I'm not. And you're supposed to spoil the grand, the kid. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of shitty with, with that. Like. I just don't see them often. You know, I'll go a year sometimes without seeing them. Is Godparent a Catholic thing? It is, but it's probably a bunch of other religious things too. Like, like it's, I just it's don't feel like I Catholic know anyone thing. who's like somebody's Godparent. It's a big deal here. Like you, you can't have a God you, to be a Godmother, Godfather. Like I don't think you could be one of their Godparents if you're not Catholic. In the church, in the church's eyes, at least that's that's how it works. When did you like announce someone as a godparent? Is, There's does a whole that ceremony, happen, like during like their baptism or something. Yeah, it's either the bap. Yeah, I think it's during the baptism. Is like, were you here for a ceremony? Yeah, and you have to like sort of take a course or something. I think one of my brothers took the course for me, like in my name, like if I'm not because I wasn't around. I was living in New York at the time, but was I in New York or was I? Are you just making all this up? I don't even know. No one cares about this. Anyway, I'm a godfather. I'm a godfather. So, I mean, you have nieces and nephews, right? No, you don't? You don't have any nieces and nephews? Nieces and nephews are your siblings' kids, right? Yeah. My siblings don't have any kids. That we know of. Do you think (laughs) Chelsea will have kids before you? I don't know. I don't think she's in a rush. Well, I'm not in a rush. I'm just going to say that her and Tony, if they get married, are at least five years away. But they could beat us to kids. Yeah. Like if they do the whole, because I mean, after traveling home to my family. But listen, if we don't have kids within the next five years, we're probably not having any. But is that the worst thing in the world? Nah. I'm not anti-kid. I'm just like, I know my aunt Courtney's like, you have to have kids. They, they're friends yeah, that they you travel with. I'm like, they're not just friends you travel night. with. They kind of kill your dreams sometimes. <laughs> we have a guy who listens. He wrote in, we, we read his thing and he's like, I just hated that you like denounce marriage and shit so much. But then I realized, you know, I did have to put my dreams on hold when I had kids. And, and that's fine too. That's totally fine too, but like the, your kids can't be the center of your world. Like you, can, I just want to be sure before I, you know. I just want to be sure that I like really want kids before I decide to have it. Like I don't want to have everyone, like an accident kid because I feel like I'll, I'll just I'll, name I'll, him accident <laughs> kid. Yeah, what's your where's Timmy? Oh, the accident kid. He's uh fighting some kid at the Pelham Bar. You know, it's just like before I decided to get a dog, I really thought about it. I thought about it for like a year. And a dog's a pain in the ass for us sometimes. Yeah, but that's what travel. I'm saying is like I don't want to like have made a snap decision or I don't. I just really want to be sure when so that doubt, I don't. Out. I don't want to have any resentment for this poor baby. Oh, that'd be horrible. Oh yeah, you want the baby to be like just full of love, loved and, and loved and appreciated and wanted and 100 percent sure. I just I, I got like my buddy Andy. He's like, dude. He's got, he's, 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 he's pregnant. I think is the PC term to say he's him and his wife are pregnant. They're with child, but he's like, no, you just don't know until you have one, man. Like you just don't know. I'm like, good. I don't want to know. I like the idea of it, but I also like the idea of like no responsibilities and traveling and having money. You know, my mom was giving my sister shit because she bought gifts for like, for her kids, teachers for Thanksgiving. And my mom's like, oh really? They need Thanksgiving gifts now. 
And then like so like my my nephews they each have a shirt that's like my first Thanksgiving. They each have like Thanksgiving outfits. And it like so if there's if they have Thanksgiving outfits, they have Christmas outfits, Easter outfits, spring but fling babe, outfits, we were Fourth at of July Petco outfits. The other day, and you were looking at the dog sweaters. So you can't be judgy about that. I'm so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember last episode? I, I think on the episode I was doing it with Mike Alberici, which him and I had a blast. And I haven't got any hate mail for it yet, so that's good because he was he was yeah, he's such a dude. But um. Uh, we were talking, so I got Boone, our dog, the Basset Hound. I got him a tie. It was Martha like Stewart tie. brand. It wasn't a bow tie. It was a short, like neck tie or whatever. It's like, but it had like the little collar points, right? Yeah, it had, like a plaid collar and a tie. Yeah, a yeah. little argyle, whatever. And then anyway, we op- I opened it up and found out that it was like this size. It was like meant for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I got the wrong size extra small, and our dog is very obviously a lord. Our dog has a bigger neck than I do because he's like he's just neck heavy. He's very front loaded. So like yeah, I he's got, got a lot of like jowls. <laughs> so if anyone has a small dog who needs a tie for their new job, uh, <laughs> let us know. I'll send it, it is, over to it's you. A holiday tie maybe you could do like a giveaway or something on instagram yeah tag your dog if your dog has an instagram tag him in it and if i think he's the right size i think it needs to be an 11 inch or below i think yeah i think it's nine to 11 inches our dog's got a 15 and a half inch because i i I measured my neck it's the same as his so (laughs) that or we got to get his neck down to a better manageable size 15 inch neck a lot for a dog for 50 pounds i'm four times the weight of the dog but we have the same size neck like what is that his dick's probably bigger too (laughs) <laughs> That's an issue we're working on. <laughs> um, anyhow, folks. So, what's on the tab here today? You, uh, you're sick of my shit. You're done. You're done traveling with me. This is day six of our I week. I think we. This has been a very successful trip. You got a little bitchy at some points. That's normal. Just saying, you got a little uh, emotional when you thought I was spending more time with the family than with you. That. Oh, here comes. Is the a dog coming up? Oh, the dog was. Maybe just over. open the door. Oh, jeez. You can hear him from a mile away because he has like 18 inch long. Oh, you got to talk. So I can't okay, reach the door well, with the do microphone. Do you need me to hold this? Oh, you just came. You lost your earphones. All right. The dog's coming in. Um, boy, this is real riveting radio we have for you guys today. Uh, so anyhow, no, you were, you were, it was good. It was definitely probably, I feel like the first, the first few times we traveled together. Well, here's, okay. I'll tell you what you need to work on. No, you're not, especially it, not with the door open. You're not going to tell me what I need to work on. It takes three days to prep to travel with you. No, it doesn't. I prepped the night before. I was working nonstop the week before we left. And True. up until the day the day we flew out, I worked in the morning. How do we worry, worry, fix stress in a relationship? I think you... Because stress you is just, share. You, you share have, stress. Right. You just have to find a way to manage it. That's the best... All you can do. Well, I'm going to... So I'm don't worried admit, about what he's doing The right dog's now. fine. We got 10 more minutes on this. Oh. So, so basically... I don't, he came up here... But he's not in this room, so does that mean he's sniffing around your parents' room? No, he room? went back downstairs. Okay. We're just, the dog has been trying for a week straight to pee in every room. <laughs> so you he's have to really watch. He's really trying. I found him last night silently just standing in the dining room, <laughs> and I knew he was getting ready for, for just a little bit of a piss, and he got pissed that I found him. So like when a baby what like a shits, dog. they like to go behind the couch or something. Him and Max are in a battle for ownership of this house and family. Yeah, it sucks bringing a dog into a new place. Like they talk about dynamics. I mean, they just one has to alpha male the other. They can't coexist. But anyhow, look. Okay, so we're. I, I brought up stress. What do I do that stresses you out when we travel? Am I too nonchalant about my traveling? Because my no. mood is like, if I don't have it, I'll just buy it. Like if I forget something. Yeah, but that's irresponsible. 
<laughs> That's like your dad having 50 pairs of glasses. A hundred. Like, they couldn't find the ladle and the whisk, so he just went and got a new I one. I love him. He's <laughs> like, I don't have a, I'm missing a drill bit. I'll go buy a whole new garage. <laughs> he buys so much. We we emptied out. So we, we the Thanksgiving shopping, Thanksgiving Eve, and then he like, yeah, he like forgot a ladle. So he comes back with five more bags of shit. And then I see the back of his truck and he had two fruit parfaits he had just left in the back there. I was like, Luke, yogurt? I was like, Luke, you got, yeah, there were McDonald's fruit parfaits. I was like, there's a couple of fruit par, fruit parfaits back there. He's like, oh yeah, Jack likes them. I'm like, so you're just going to leave them in the back of your truck? How <laughs> well, disgusting is that? cold out. Yeah, so it was cold outside, so it was fine. It's, it stays good. He got a little, yeah, he's, it's funny, like this is probably the first time my family has been more normal in front of you. And by normal, I mean snappy. <laughs> <laughs> like snapping at each other you, like you're three years into a relationship they they're like all right <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna put on the good genes for tasha anymore <laughs> like you get to see us with our flaws which i feel like you know in relationship that happens the th- third weekend but for them they've only seen you three weeks total ever you know they get three or four days with you twice a year so you're finally at the point where you get to see what my family really is in or out what do you think <laughs> you good <laughs> Answer it. What's be critical of me? Be critical no, of my family. I'm not gonna be critical. I'm still worried about the dog. What the fuck? You can't the have a good convo. Open. I'm trying. I'm just. Jeez, people, do you understand the teeth I'm pulling right now? You're not pulling. I'm teeth. dancing, you've jiving. Had my, you've had my full extending stories. You're for looking over my minutes. shoulder. Why don't you close that door? So oh, I can just the stop. fuck's sake. Yeah, but now I can tell you're not going to talk while I have to put the microphone down. So here's your chance to talk on the spot. Go. I don't have anything to say. Not easy, is it? No, it's not easy doing 180 episodes. You have to be very narcissistic to talk for hours. Is that what it is? Or is it talent? Uh, Maybe both. So Bill Burr's having a kid. That's an interesting thing we just found out. Does anyone listen to Bill Burr's podcast out there? Boy, it's a good one. If you don't know Monday Morning Podcast, you have to listen to it. What are your favorite podcasts out there? Got any good ones? Robert Kelly's You Know What Dude. That's my favorite. I listen to it every week. They're Is like that my the one friends. Where they're always shouting over each other. I can't listen to those. Where they're always just shouting over each other. No one ever gets to fin- You can't hear anything. I like it when people so make points. I like the podcast with four or five people, but I also like, you know. But you know what happens every time you put four or five people in the room. People start shouting to be heard. Especially comments. If I have to turn the volume up and down on the radio because somebody's shouting over somebody else because they think their point is more valid, I'm not interested in listening to yeah, that Yeah, there's podcast. nothing more annoying than trying to listen to a podcast with you. Because if they don't say some, like, remarkable shit in the first minute, you're like, what is this? What are they doing here? And I'm like, they're going to get to it. Let them warm up. Are we warming up, folks? Are you listening to us or are you tuning out? Look, I'm a little uh, light on my loafers here. I've had a lot of turkey. We did planks one day. That was the closest we got to um, working out. (laughs) And we've got three weeks before Christmas, so we better fucking get our shit together because I'm not going to Kentucky. Let's just work really hard the next three weeks. Just work out really hard. What's everyone doing to wrap up 2016? What are you guys doing out there? Are you worried like you didn't? live up to your potential everybody has said like 2016 is just like such a shit year and that's such but bullshit. does that mean no no, no. i mean i kind of you know it's I funny hate, oh 2016 me. you suck florence henderson died bro okay you didn't what? know her yeah yeah like people die we all die but what does that mean i did have two good friends two uh, two people pass away this year which kind of sucks so 2016 did blow but <laughs> it's just one of those like do you think 2017 is gonna be 
better or is it because we did just elect Donald Trump? So is, I hope does 2017 does it look like it's it might turn itself around and 2017 might be better than 2016 or is this just the beginning of the end? Here's the thing. I we say this like you got to stay in your own lane. Like I'm the worst at that. I compare myself to everybody in the stand up community and I'm like, oh, my download. Somebody has more downloads than me. <laughs> poo, poo. That's come home and cry to you. Please rate and review, subscribe, share with your friends. But that's what we do. And we need to stay in our own lane culturally. And it's like you're like Tasha, you're allowed to be upset about the Dakota access pipeline, but not to the point where it can. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking about people in the world. Not to the point where it consumes you in this, like, the world is fucked sort of way. Like, we need to separate activism. It's just one of 10,000 things that makes me think the world is fucked. I know, but how do you separate activism from uh, feeling like you are being poisoned by this negative radiation? Because, obviously, anyone can look at a comment section and just see the vitriol and the hate and be like, oh, this world sucks. But it's like... I think you have to do your part, do what you can, make the phone calls, write the emails, tweet, share, whatever, to the point that it starts to make you feel bad. You know, like once it starts to make you you feel bad, then you got to sign off. Smile. You got to stop thinking about it. How? You got to take little breaks. It's it's important for everybody to do their part, I think, because that's the only way any change is going to happen. But if it's affecting your like state of mind, your mental well-being, which I'm so guilty of letting it really affect my mood sometimes, then it's just like I got to unplug and back away and give myself some but space for a minute. But do you know when to unplug before it's too late? Not you personally, but I'm asking you, but like for everyone listening, is how do you know... I mean, it's easy. It's so crazy to think, but it's easy but to get stuck on your Facebook timeline your, for an hour. If you're in tune with your body and you start to, you know, you just have to pay attention to yourself and your emotions. And I definitely I start to feel it in my body when I'm tense or upset. How know? much good can we create by stop caring what other people are doing? And I don't mean like ignore the fact that there's, you know, oppression and, and this and that and all the other things. But like. What can we do? Like, is that what 2017 is going to be all about? Like, taking back control of the actual mood of that we feel and, and share? I mean, I want to be able to share... Like the collective consciousness. Yeah. Mean. I want this podcast and my daily life and my me on stage to really be sharing positive things. Like, I had a friend, my friend Cassandra Kubinski. She's... um. You've met, you've met her sister Ali Kubinski. They're 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 like a like a Von Trapp family. They all sing, and she's a singer in New York, singer songwriter, pianist. She's really, but she gets to perform in these rooms. And she said the greatest thing about performing, and I know every every musician said this is you can change the chemistry of the room. The energy of the room is different when you finish performing something amazing than beforehand. And I'm not saying I do that with stand up, but like with a stand up show, you take the people that, and of course we got no, we almost got a fist fight half an hour after the show but the people showed up with good energy it was amplified by the fun stories and and the whole room was brought together and people left with a such higher level of energy and that's something that like a good movie inspirational will do and that's something that hamilton does which is insane when people are like just shut up and perform no one cares about your political things that's what art is that's what life is it's about sharing the higher power of love and the energy of love is so much higher of an energy than the energy of hate, yet somehow there's this little 
self-flagellating whip that we have. Yeah, it really does feel hate. like that the negative energy has been the pervasive energy of, you know, our recent history. Doesn't it seem like, you know, it just, it's everywhere. It's road rage. It's, it's you know, like the people that don't smile at each other in their little day-to-day interactions. Politically, like it's easier checkers. to divide, create fear. But if it's so, if moods and energy are so contagious... We should really be focusing on making love and, and joy and happiness and kindness the most pervasive. You know, we heard we it sh- here first. We're going to go make love. Bye, everybody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, a couple more minutes and then we'll make love. And by love, I mean we're going to go watch some Sunday football and all that. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, so so like let's challenge each other. Sex actually is a podcast about dating relationships. But what – I mean how do we – with relate with, with love of relationships – I mean, who in the end, who wouldn't take a pledge to be a better person and know and know that, like, you know, if you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. We were joking about that. Like my family's like, if you don't have something good to say, tell them immediately, tell them immediately (laughs) what it is you don't like about them. But we, you know, like my mom, you know, she wants the best for my sister, but she doesn't know how to say it because throughout time she said it sometimes in the wrong way. My sister's so defensive. So it's like, well, well, a hug is good. Like whenever we fight. Like you, you know, we were prepping you for an audition, and you like were snappy at me, You're like nah, just blah blah blah. And like instead of getting defensive, I was like, "Get over here, let's have a hug." Yeah, let's. I think we have to hold each other accountable for that. You do such a good job of holding me accountable when I'm getting. It's the a only way I had to learn because there's no other way to talk to you. But you know, it starts you in your small circle, right? And then that's how you can grow. It start with yourself. Work on yourself, treating yourself with love. Work on treating the people closest to you with love all the time, even when they're getting on your nerves. Positivity, if you can notice, just even on Facebook, will get you more likes. I know Facebook has an algorithm sometimes that like that like rewards like controversial stuff. Like people will comment on things and it'll be more like top of the page. But you post something good about a job promotion or like a new baby, like whatever it is, people will find it and be happy for each other. It's out there. I have the, I have faith that. It's out there like social media can be used in that positive way to unite people. Unfortunately, it's like Facebook was supposed to be the tool that united everybody. Now they have those Facebook solar planes that are flying over Africa that are going to like provide Internet. That's just going to give us 100 million more people to chime into these fucking Breitbart stories and comment on things like like we just, you know, we're, we're just weren't prepared for this technology in some ways like. We, you know, we, we, what it's done is exposed a lot of bigotry, hate, and hopefully, hopefully we're the generation that says, like, I saw, I saw this thing, this guy posted in the South, this guy had a big cowboy hat on and he had big white beard and he was outside of a mosque and he posted this thing. Did you see it? Yeah. It was like, yeah. And it was was like, you're well, you're all welcome here. It was just a cool, like, Hey, you know what I mean? It was like, not what you expected to see out of a guy who looked like that with a big cowboy hat. And it was like, that's, there's more of that. I think we should really start policing ourselves about whether or not what we have to say is helpful, useful, kind. You know, I think that Facebook and that sort of thing, you were just, what you were just talking about, it was, it's made everybody think that they're, that they need to put in their two cents, you know, that their two cents really matters. You were talking about a hundred million extra voices. It's like, yeah, we really don't need, you know, if this is not useful or kind or uplifting, like maybe just don't say it. And 
we became shitty lawyers. So we'll have a, an opinion that we'll find a shitty news story that's either slanted or completely fake that backs our opinion, and then we run with it. And like, it's like just maybe you don't need to comment. <laughs> so let's do a better job. You know, I'm not. You know, I've 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 been a piece of shit myself, so I'm not preaching to people here uh but i am so let's just do a better job at uh getting the facts down and loving others and you know like love love people that support love love people that you know you have to love like love love your family even if they're causing fights (laughs) and you know just know that like everything deep down is based on fear and um and and it doesn't have to be it can be based on love and uh i mean i've got family that's that's taken huge steps to enlightenment and i i I don't even know who I'm praying to anymore, but I'm praying for like people like my sister who, you know, raising, raising children and, and, you know, just want her to feel the love and know that like that, that, um, that, that if we all just flow down the river and go with the synchronicity that's provided us, it's easier than trying to fight and swim upstream. There's so much time we spend swimming upstream. I do it with the podcast and things. I need to just, I need to just go with the flow and not fight it and go in the direction that I'm meant to be. And maybe that's what 2017 will be. I feel like for the next few weeks, we can maybe, um, you know, wrap, wrap up 2016 and see what lessons we've learned. Who's listening? What, what lessons have you learned? We've had, we've had so many different people write in, um, I don't want to give it their real names, because, but I, I can think of a couple of real names. A couple of girls started liking your photo, so I know they're following you now, Tasha. Oh yeah, yeah. So we had a girl. We had a, a Maria, Maria in Brazil. Um, we had Dara in Florida. Um, another girl, I call her Becky in Vancouver. I think a Canadian girl. The people different write in about their own issues and let us know what what have you learned in 2016? Whether it's be through the political landscape or through your friends or or what? What's out there that that you yeah. learned? Teach us. Help Send us. Send us your stories because it would be really nice to get to share some uplifting stories or some useful stories. Yeah, let's do that. More yeah. more of this um what's it? Chicken soup. More chicken soup. Uh or vegan soup for Tasha. She just like chicken. It's a foul animal. Uh hey now folks. So you can you can message us sex actually pod on Instagram. The Instagram is sex actually pod. You can send a private message there or sex actually podcast at Gmail. Um uh, shoot us a message. Uh, my personal Instagram is at D Neals, D N E A L Z. And Tasha, you are? At Tasha Courtney on Instagram and Twitter. Tasha TV on Snapchat if you want to send me some snaps. And you know what was fun? We sent out, we gave away like 100 bars of soap this week to all my family. That was so much fun. You can see all the soap we created at Tada Soaps. That's Tada. There's only eight pictures. But... There's only eight pictures, but Tada is Tasha and Dave. So it's our little soap company. You know, I think I think we have a link to sell them, but that's not really our it's goal. It's not live yet. Yeah. Oh, it's not live. So ba- so basically, you can just go see the soaps we're making. And if you're nearby, maybe we'll chuck you some. We made all these great soaps for our family. And it's fun to just give give gifts out and be like, hey, hey, try this. And um, it's something to talk about that's not like, you know, too needy. Like, we're just going to give them something. So if our family's listening and you want to repay us, I need that new underwater speaker that's what i want for my christmas gift i'm gonna get you that for christmas i want to tell other people about it i wanted to figure out we had we had someone and we'll get out of here in a second we had someone um a buddy who who writes to us on twitter mentioned different ways to do charity i wanted to do like sort of a toy drive amazon wish list or something i don't know how to do that and I don't know if it's too late. And I don't want to do like an in-person toy thing. I want to, I want to, I want to form like an Amazon wish list that either goes directly to like a St. Jude's or something. So anyway, if anyone has any ideas on how that would work, maybe I need to brainstorm that. I have a I few more weeks. You just need a quick Google. I'm sure that Amazon has tutorials on how to do that. Even if we just put together five or ten gifts, it'd be that would be a positive thing for everyone to do. No, no, no one loves a 
Christmas gift more than a young boy or girl. Get him something. Get 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 him a race car or some shit. Get him outside to play. Or if anyone wants a dog, you can come walk our dog about ten minutes from now because he's been barking. So anyhow, uh, do we get do we get everything down here? This is our last episode from Rhode Island. We're gonna fly out tomorrow from Boston, kid. Pack a lepa, get on the American Airlines, son. Uh, Terminal five pa, and um, we'll be back in Los Angeles if anyone needs us. Uh, spreading the love. That that's uh, I, I'm out of shit to say. <laughs> I'm <laughs> You're stalling. A very good rambler. Am I? I'm a good rambler. Mm-hmm. Um, a good rambler. That'll be the name of this episode. A good rambler. Uh, a good rambler kid. So love you guys out there. Um, we have hit a plateau with people subscribe, people um rating us. So we're at 151 ratings on iTunes. So we could use some more. So go search sex actually on the iTunes app on your phone. Then click on the icon for sex. Actually, click reviews, red review. Send us some love out there. We'd love to hear it. It helps us. And also share with some friends. Yeah, share with some friends. Send the link to your friends. Or I'm trying to think of the best way to share. Tag them on Instagram. Email them the link. Tell them you think that they would really like this. So far, this month was the first month in the last six months where I don't think we're going to increase our downloads. But they say Thanksgiving really slows it down. So I think we're doing really well for ourselves. We're at like 12,000 downloads this month. I want 12,000 a day. So I want to get up to that level. And we're slowly climbing the rankings. The more people that you guys um, can help us join listening here, the the better army we build to fight the good fight. Um, and if you want to help me not get my ass kicked, don't uh, try to kick people out of a bar that you're not a bouncer in. So that's for you, Cousin Tim. Uh, congrats on getting a blowjob in your suburban. <laughs> that's the episode, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.